0: All right, welcome back to another episode of Snap Tackle Pod here with Dion Stacy Crabs KCMX for KSHB forty one. Uh your very best. Maybe you're only, I don't I don't know. I don't listen to podcasts. Podcast of Kansas City High School Football, uh each and every year. I mean, How many years have we done this now, Dion? I think we're going on year five. Okay, Let's I was gonna say four. Five. Okay, gotcha. Um,
1: I want to shout out to your t shirt, by the way.
0: Yeah, can can you name the show? Oh,
1: Three's Company looking back now a show at my age i never should have
0: watched a minute of well no and it was very risque at the time oh it's still it's still pretty risky single yeah. people one man and two women living together and
1: he had to pose as a as a, a gay man to do he it did. i mean but yeah. the sexual innu- innuendo we don't want to dive too deep down in high school pie. the sexual innuendo on in that show is something not a seven eight and nine year old should have been watching and we watched it religiously I mean,
0: a lot yeah. I yeah. I was a big fan of Chrissy. I can just tell you that right now. Big uh Suzanne Summers fan. No, show. I, I love the shirt friend got it for me. So I yes, know. it's awesome. The Regal yeah, Beagle. The, the, here, it, so that uh, the, the three
1: that's the bar they went to that was the I mean, Regal Beagle. Yeah. And they, it is.
0: Right next door. Uh I, I need an NIL deal. I don't get in my I, I get yes. paid for any of this. Uh
1: I don't have a new hat this week, so that's why I I can tell.
0: Yeah. I can so. tell. Uh, well, hey, you know what? It'll be less about the wardrobe and more about the substance this week because we yes. are uh, kicking off football in Kansas w- this week for the, gosh, it's been probably about five years. Uh, several years ago, Missouri started two weeks ahead of Kansas. The last few, it's been uh, Missouri one week ahead of Kansas.
1: Yeah, when Missouri got rid of the um, – they didn't get rid of a game, but they got rid of the uh, playoffs for the big class or the small – for classes one through five, they had – you play you play on a – Friday, then you play it on a Wednesday, then you play it on Monday. And that got it all, you know, down into 15 weeks yeah. that they could play and, and and play on Thanksgiving. And they thought to themselves, I don't know if we should be playing three football games in span you know a little under two weeks and or 10 days, I guess was the number really. And uh so they got rid of that. Um and so they bumped out and they then they decided that we that football state championship games can only be played on Thanksgiving weekend because what what would the basketball coaches of those 10 yeah. teams yeah. ever do with not getting their kids back for one week yeah if it, it, those poor basketball coaches who had all those kids you know there's only 12 15 kids on a basketball team mind you and there's 30 to 50 to 70 to 100 on well, a football I team. mean they got JB
0: with 12 to 15. they've got C team they got freshmen I was
1: told fun. it was it was physically impossible to do And then when they got to the point to where practice was starting on July 31st, then there was another factor that came into play. Uh, The tourism board of the state of Missouri came to Misha and said, you know, August isn't a great month for us anyway, but since you're starting all your fall sports at the end of July, the last two weeks of July are now dead for us. Uh, Most specifically, I think Branson was the big problem that they were losing dollars because all these people were staying home so that bumped the season back a week um then the state of missouri also pushed back school you can't start uh yeah more than two that. weeks ahead of labor day which is fantastic because school was edging its way into the i mean look my birthday is august 2nd i no one should be practicing football my wife should not be at work getting ready for the coming school year because you know the district that she used to work with who makes all kinds of great decisions? Uh, and just ask him. Uh, they they were edging towards starting on like August 10th, and teachers were going back. I mean, it, yeah, it's it was a little ridiculous. So now we're back to one week, which is always a stagger anyway because they play the state championship games uh, for well, one, through, Missouri, Missouri, okay, one through yeah, they, now be one through six now be one through six week
0: them. after their state championship games. And I could see it. Look for the smaller classes, right? A, a lot of times in class one, two, and three. You know, half your football team is most of your basketball team. Um, but yeah, I've always thought they could do better with the overlap uh in both. Well,
1: you places. also don't need to start basketball having games before Thanksgiving or or right after that. You know, you could start basketball a little basketball is a long long. I mean, if you start a couple
0: break. weeks later, it's like why even start it because you're gonna go a week and then you're gonna have Christmas break.
1: I think you should play start your first game should be right before Christmas break and go right into holiday tournaments. That's a nice tight season.
0: Yeah, nice tight season um all right we'll digress here and uh look back and look ahead to high school football in week one and week two let's look back first I mean um I, I saw bits and pieces I saw highlights I watched part of the game I know you watched uh most of it if not all of it, at least Summit North and uh Liberty North Dion, it Dion looked like a game that lived up to all the hype we gave it
1: it, it did it, I will say this it was sloppy and that's the game I watched mind you I think the heat had a lot to do with any type of consistency that a lot of teams struggle with. The practice schedules were all off. Some of them were indoors, some of them were outdoors, that kind of stuff. It was, a, it was a sloppy game. There was a lot of penalties. Um, ball was on the ground some. Uh, Lee Summit North had the more veteran quarterback, and I think it showed. I think Elijah Leonard had a great game. Uh, Isaiah Mosey had a big play. He won, that, that
0: play won the game, right? Did that it, win the game right before half?
1: Yeah, probably. Um, I would say that there was some tackling drills that probably went on. Amongst Uh, the people that were
0: around Isaiah Mosey on that play, poor tackling. But that's a that's a man. Big time play. Big time play. You put a couple moves on guys. Uh, Two Liberty North defenders knocked each other out of the play. I think. Yeah. And then, if you haven't seen it, Mosey scores with seven seconds, like a sixty-yard touchdown catch. But most of it's a run after the catch. Right before the half, seven seconds left in the first half. Otherwise, have Liberty North going to halftime with a lead.
1: Yes, Um, and then, of course. After the later touchdown, it looks like, man, they've got the – Lee Summit North looks like they've got it, and Ja'Cory Love. If you want to know who's one of the faster guys in in town, that guy from Lee Summit North just about got to him, and he kind of looked over his shoulder and just put a little another gear on there and finished it up. Fantastic game. And at the end, Lee Summit North went for a field goal, didn't get it. Uh, Liberty North comes out, hits a little out pass for about 15, 20 yards. They get a personal foul face mask, moves them up to midfield. They were they were first and ten inside, right around the twenty five yard line, with like a minute to go. I mean, they were moving the ball, but the Leafs on the North defense did a fantastic job of closing it down from there. So, I mean, there was there was an opportunity to go in there and tie that game for Liberty North, but uh, no first win over them uh, for Summit North in, in four tries. Uh, this is the fourth try; they've lost to them three years in a row. So, big win there. Uh, I think it's a preview of what you could see in the semifinals, depending. But there are some others who may have a say in what's going to happen this year.
0: Rockhurst, one of them. that was impressive. I think uh, so. I think Rockers shut out, or sorry, a shootout the last. Yes, two years. I, I, it was a shutout this year. I I think that
1: I don't know athlete wise if Rockers matches up with either one of those two teams, but I think size wise and style wise, yeah. you don't uh, you don't want to get down a touchdown or two to Rock because I think that defense is pretty stout. The guy calling that defense is really good. Uh, Greg Oder. Um, and, and you know, there's a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, I think that offense is, uh, a little more dynamic. I mean, I think Ethan Hans is a great dual threat guy and he could throw the ball and he's, he's healthy for the first time. Uh, he's been starting since he was sophomore, uh, health will play a lot of the keys for, for rockers because they've been banged up a lot the last couple of years. Their depth is better now. So that helps, but, uh, they're a big, tough physical football team. They look kind of like the rockers of old. They're going to run the ball at you. Uh, they're gonna play defense and 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 be solid on the special team. So I, I think they're a team to keep an eye on. They got Blue Springs South this week who's coming off a tough loss to Lee Summit. Congratulations Lee Summit, good one for them. Um there's a lot of things in that game. I think Blue Springs South would like that back. Uh, but you know, they're playing eight sophomores and one freshman as starters at Blue Springs South. So there's yeah. gonna be some of those mistakes. And uh Lee Summit's got a good game with Staley, who went to Blue Springs. And the one thing that that um Coach Rampy told me that they would struggle with was size, that they didn't have a lot of size, and I think Blue Springs, maybe they, they don't have a ton of athletes, but they have size. <laughs> so I think that's where that that game went in there. So there's it was a good weekend for a lot. Of, you know, Lee Summit West comes back on Liberty. They're down 10-0 and, and winning overtime. Um, How about the so Lee class, Summit
0: School? It's really yeah, at Lee
1: Summit, 3-0. 3-0. I remember a few years ago, they all had 3-0 to start the season. And it was like the first time in many years that, that that it happened. So, no, good for the Lee Summit Schools. They played really well. Um Park Hill Schools. Uh, got wins over some Columbia uh, teams as well. So Class 6 is class six is definitely a a – you've got your big dogs up top, but there's teams that are going
0: to fill in behind them and, and make it tough every week. And, and hey, credit to you. You opened my eyes to Grandview this week. They had an impressive uh, – <laughs> or this year, they had an impressive week one. They're ranked in Missouri.
1: Yeah, they are. I, I think they're a legit team, especially in Class 4. They've got so much size. Bring back their entire offensive line. Um, I think eight eight to eight starters on offense maybe nine stars on defense third year for coach Dan Joyner. go and shut out an improved William Christman team and and I talked to him I asked him I said how is Chrisman he's like he goes they made some mistakes he goes but they're fixable that's not a big deal them uh for them but uh no they uh Granby with an impressive win and for their great win they get to play Green Valley this week who were down 10 points with five minutes to play in South Calderella the move in from Blue Springs, let them on two drives, and they come back and win 46 42. So, you know, that's a green Valley, a good win for Green Valley over Fort Osage. Granby with a good win. Um, a lot of, you know, Platt County.
0: Platt County holds, has the same exact Carney another slugfest.
1: best. Yeah, well, the Carney quarterback um, got hurt in practice and tried to go for about a quarter
0: oh, really? uh,
1: and didn't go. So, I mean, I think it's that was kind Mick of. One.
0: Jinx, I was out there that week uh, at practice <laughs> and I interviewed him.
1: I, and I, and I talked to coach Oots and he said he goes I said is that gonna hurt them I mean they've got some um Platte County has Smithville this week but uh Carney will play Smithville uh here in a couple of weeks you know is that gonna hurt them he goes he goes no Carney's still got plenty of stuff it was just one of they they you know they had they put the ball on the ground some and uh Platte County Platte County held them off Carney was coming <laughs> they needed they were they were watching that clock and uh was one of the longer games that Platte County had a kid who had kind of some heat distress and Uh, dropped on the sidelines. And from what I can tell, everything's okay with him. But uh, uh, that was a three and a half hour game that didn't get done till almost midnight. Liberty North and uh, Lee Summit North didn't get done till almost midnight. So it it was a a long night for a lot of people with the breaks and things. It was just the heat. Everybody kind of got through it. And I think that one of those things is, and I don't know the answer here. I, you know, you practice in the mornings, you try and get, you know, get your work in. Is it it was, it was unprecedented. I, you know, my, you know, if I look back and try and Monday morning quarterback it, if I were a coach, I'd maybe try and get out at nine o'clock, you know, maybe do some stuff inside until about eight 45, get out at nine, do whatever you can do outside, just to get a little of that heat acclimation into the kids and keep it as normal as possible. But I think that everybody's glad that that heat is gone though. It's going to be warm at the end of this week. Just, just your regular late August, early September warmth, not, you know, record-setting 110, 115, 120 heat indexes. So hope we made it through that week, and now we can kind of get back some regular football that starts on time at 7 o'clock.
0: All right, Dion, let's get to this week, week two. Overall, week one in Kansas. Missouri had their time last week, so we'll start <laughs> the REMAX Big 3 off with our Kansas uh, Big 3, your Kansas Big 3. And Blue Valley Southwest and Blue Valley, I think it's a great pick. I mean, these two are kind of, kind of a role reversal. Here. Blue Valley Southwest, who went deep, the deepest they'd ever gone in the playoffs last year, getting the semifinals of 5A and a Blue Valley team wanting to bounce back from uh, about a 500 record last year.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, Southwest is definitely a team that's gotten much better over the last few years. And, you know, they still finish with a six of six record, but that's part of playing in the EKL. And yeah. uh, there's been p- plenty of fourth place teams in the EKL going to win state championships. Uh, that has happened uh, many a time. Uh, but no, Mill they're the, yeah, Mill Valley, uh, Blue Valley North, uh, Miage one year. I mean, it's. <laughs> It's it's definitely a, a league that uh, you can finish fourth and, and still win a state title. So, no, I think this is a good game. I think Blue Valley should be better. In uh, last year, I thought Southwest was going to get them. They were up like twenty-one nothing, uh, and then Blue Valley came back. So it, you know, Southwest has been around since twenty ten and never beaten Blue Valley. So this is yeah. one of those they've got to knock off the list, and it's a good. It's, it should be
0: a good game. Yeah. Uh, another game, you have the North and Olathe East. I really like all five the schools this year. I don't know which one's going to be the best. Olathe North, always good. Olathe West, you can always count on a quality team. But Northwest got the semifinals last year, right? Mm-hmm. South brings their three-year starter quarterback back. I know you're very high on East as well. Why'd you pick this
1: yeah, one? I, East has been young the last few years, and, and they've got a really good team uh, coming back. And like you said, all five Olathe schools – if you've got them on your schedule, you got to be ready to play because they, they all are good and they play. And so this is a you know, you know when we started preps KC, this was the marquee matchup in what? the Sunflower like League. Years ago, yeah, Olathe East, Olathe North was the big game. Um, it's it's fun to see it back again because they had there was a couple years it kicked off because it um, used to be in the old district system back in the, back in the day they were in the same three you know four and yeah. Olathe North would go on and leave Olathe East back. And there's a lot of times that people would tell you Olathe East was the second best team in the in the state of Kansas in, in 6A. So no, I Courtney Porter, the coach of Latha East, done a really good job with that program. Uh and they've got a lot of good, a lot of good players in that team. It's gonna be a fun one, a lot of good athletes on the on both those teams. It
0: should be a fun one. That's a good pick. Uh and then we stay in Kansas. Uh Baser, Linwood, and Tonganoxie. That's a rivalry each and every year. It yeah. usually uh, features uh, two good teams every year.
1: Well, and you know they kept playing even though they split up leagues. The UP know, the UKC for basel linwood and the frontier for Tongi, and I don't see any time soon taking that uh, taking that game off the schedule for either uh, teams. And and you know I don't know if people really understand just how close those two high schools physically are.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean it's about a what.
0: Five, six-minute drive between them, maybe? It's really close. Um, And it's funny, I believe, don't get me wrong, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe Baser is actually the high school and or the middle school is actually in the Bonner city limits to where, like, you have a cluster of those those towns right off to the west Mm -hmm. of, of K-7, um that uh, but yeah tongi and uh and baser right there on the same road they're there i'm sure there's there's kids that transfer from one to the other each and every year they grow up playing sports with each other That they know each other very well
1: i think on a playoff night one year like one of those uh one of those tuesday because it used to be tuesday saturday in kansas i think there was a tuesday night playoff uh that i went from baser to and basically if you're at baser high school you head south on that road that cuts right in front, it takes you all the way to 24. You can take a right on 24 and you could almost, I think you come up, you go up and down a hill basically, or, and you yeah. see the lights of Tongi's stadium. So. it's highway uh,
0: 24. I mean, you keep going West, a lot of great football on that highway. I mean, you yeah. get Silver Lake, right. You got, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Oh, their rival, uh, not St. Mary, but St. Mary's is on that as well as, uh, uh, Rossville, Silver mm-hmm. Lake's rival. And then when well, goes on that, I have a lot of good football on, uh, well, on Highway 24.
1: No. So it's a, uh, the Baser and Tongue is always a good one. And, and, uh, it's one of those that I think if you, if you like to just go watch some good football, no matter what the level of the teams,
0: they're, they're always fun to watch. Yeah. Absolutely. What is, so are those both 4A?
1: Yep. Both foray. I keep waiting for Baser to make a jump to five. They just have one of done those right
0: yet. on the line. Yeah. 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 So it'll be, um, it'll be interesting. Over in Missouri, you got Blue Springs at Lee's Summit West. Why are you going with that one?
1: Uh, well, you know, two teams I probably would have picked to be zero and one are one and zero. Oh
0: no! Sure, uh, yeah.
1: So you know, and and uh, Lisa West got a big comeback win over Liberty, where they're down ten nothing and score ten late and get a touchdown in overtime, and Liberty fumbles, they get that win. And really, um, the thing the thing that gets me is Blue Springs kind of kind of dominated Staley. I mean, they it was a ten point game. It, it, I think they cut it to one score at one time, uh, but uh, no, it's a it's a good start for both those. Both those schools, and this is a good test for each of them. I think they're both pretty young, uh, so it's going to be a, a fun one there. But, uh, no, good wins for both those schools, and, and highlight them and, and get them going.
0: Um, good win in week one for St. Michael's over uh, Summit Christian Academy. But now they go to St. Pius. We have an early holy war here on the Missouri <laughs> side. Um, at St. Pius is going to be – prediction as strong uh, as ever. Yeah, St. Michael's got it. a shot in this game. I, well yeah you know, everybody's
1: got a shot there's always a chance yes. uh i i, I mean st pius is really good but this is a good game for st michael i mean I, you know they get a chance to test themselves and they really have done a good job of building depth over the last few years under andrew pitts uh, and this is one of those games i mean you know they had to get past some of christian now they kind of dominate dominate them now now st michael's or st pius is a good test for them and i think that's a game they're always going to play it it's kind of the old o'hara Pius rivalry it's yeah. kind of morphed yeah. into the st michael i can't remember what they used to play for uh it was like a crystal cup or something that they play for. And I think they still do. So uh, it's a, it's a Catholic robbery and, and uh a good, a good test for, you know, Pembroke Hill Didn't, you know, put up much of a fight last week for St. Pius and that's uh, a young Pembroke kill team. But uh you know, I think it's another, it's a better test before uh Pius gets into
0: that Midland empire conference. Well, what are we doing here? Are they both class two this year? Okay, it's like class three is Pius. Up on
1: Pius is class three. Michaels. St. Michael's is.
0: Oh, I'm Tuesday. not. I'm,
1: Two still well. I just got done typing in districts, so you think I would be better at that?
0: Um, let's see here. I'll take the website then too. I'll, yeah, uh,
1: I need to. I need to do the, the. That's the one last thing I've done. When the, when they drop the the districts on you on Friday of the first week, it tends to uh, get lost in the wash, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Saint Michael is in Class Two. They are back down um, in Class Two, so they are. But they are one of those teams that I think you that really for them, this is, you know, a good chance to kind of add to their, um, you know, points and things like that. I'll help them in districts no matter when or lose, you know, uh, to give you a great example of, uh, of what the Missouri point system is Valley Catholic, who's back down in class two, they played class six Sekman and beat them. So they have like 70 points. Wow. <laughs> it's like Wouldn't all the points. Six? out of St. Louis, not very good.
0: I heard of them. Okay. Yeah.
1: That goes back to the first year of the point system, uh, uh Sam canopic the, the classic line. We're gonna go Owen Owen nine. We're gonna schedule all class six teams and have the number one seed in our district. And the number one seed. <laughs>
0: because mathematically you could do that.
1: Yeah. They said he, the Saturday morning afterwards, he said somebody at Pembroke Hills had sat down and figured out that they played all class six teams and they'd have like the max points.
0: That's wild. Yeah. Uh, that's wild. Last but not least, here on the Missouri side the Remax big three. Testing the boundaries of our coverage area, at least to the uh, KSHB 41 coverage area of Maryville taking on traveling to correct Harrisonville. Harrisonville. Yep.
1: Uh, and this is a game that the, both these teams added a few years back and it's a really good test. for are both coming off losses. Uh, Blair Oaks kind of got Maryville pretty good, but Blair Oaks is really good. Um, and Maryville, sometimes at the beginning of the season uh, they're, they're much better at the end. Um, but uh, Harrisonville went on the road to MICDS in St. Louis played against Fred Richard's team and we're up 10-0 in that game and lost I think 16-10. So uh, good effort for Harrisonville um in, in the first week and and really I think you know Maryville's looking to bounce back from that one. And these two teams, you know Harrisonville's in class four Maryville in class three um have have gotten to the point where they've played each other a lot the last few years. So I think they they like this game and they and they've kept it on the schedule. Cool.
0: What about some other games this week? I'm, uh, I'm kind of looking uh, through our schedule that we talk about what we're gonna be covering on Friday night uh for KSHB uh 41 in conjunction with um you over there at uh Preps KC. Liberty Liberty North this week, correct?
1: Yeah, I'm curious on that one. I, I think Liberty North's a better squad there, and I think Liberty's just gotta be kicking themselves for you know letting that game get away uh with with Lisa West last week. So it's a, it's always a generally a close game, um, no matter what happens. So I like that one a lot. Um, we did, we're not, we're not going to cover that game, but, uh, it's, it's usually a good one.
0: Yeah. What about center at Lincoln prep? Speaking of games that are usually good ones.
1: Um, you know, I don't, I don't think Lincoln prep is the same Lincoln prep from a couple of years ago. And I don't think center is the same center as they were, uh, last year. So new this is a, from, yeah, new a coaches years. on, on both sides. So, um, good rivalry game. Um, that's that goes on a lot of those kids uh will go between those two schools um and and they play each other in almost everything else and they fight you know they, a couple years ago they got this on the schedule uh and it's a it's a good one it's going to be the dm law metro matchup this week and and uh yeah. should be a should be a fantastic game up there on the blue turf at lincoln prep
0: yeah, i love it on the blue turf uh for the city uh ruskin at oak park i like this one because oak park's really really good maybe the best team they've had there and 20 years. I don't know. We'll see. Um, the Michael Keenan, Nick Jacobs days. Um, yes. And then Ruskin I'm intrigued by because Tim Callahan, the Shawnee mission West coach for 20 plus years is over in Ruskin now.
1: Yeah. And I think, uh, that Ruskin team should, uh, get better as the season goes on. Um, he changed a lot of things they were doing. They were kind of a spread team and, uh, now they're going to line up and run the ball and teach people how to take snaps and, Know, get the hands under center and do that kind of stuff so I, I think you know they played Saint Joe Central who has you know a pretty experienced team uh last week and and has uh, really done well under coach Trotter and kind of got to hand it handed to him they got to be careful this week man Oak Park is good I, I think if you're Tim Callahan you you look for things on the field not necessarily in the scoreboard uh in terms of improving how you see things and I think this is a you know if you're trying to tell Ruskin you know trying to say hey we've done a good job of getting our participation up the last William Perkins who coached before to st- yeah. stabilize that program where it was new coaches every year. Uh, he moves on to, to administration. But we're going from stabilization now to maybe taking another step forward. Oak Park's the team you've got to uh, look at and see if you can measure up.
0: Uh, over the Kansas side, EKL, like always, there's going to be a, you know, a handful of great games each every week. I like St. Thomas Aquinas at yeah. Blue Valley West as well as St. James at Blue Valley Northwest.
1: Yeah, I'm curious about St. James. Uh, I'm, you know, they, they did not, you know, get the three-peat. Uh, they looked like they had spots where they were going to be good and, and uh, ended up being behind me Asian Aquinas last year. I like Blue Valley Northwest a lot. I was uh, you know, texting back and forth Matt Gilmore from K-Preps. I don't know. Maybe it's just here. Uh, that I mean, they're kind of more on Olathe North and, and uh, teams like that than they are Blue Valley Northwest. I like Blue Valley Northwest a lot. I've got a lot of faith in Clint Ryder. Um, yeah. So that's a, that's a good game for both those teams uh, to, to kind of get things going.
0: They have a couple of major D one uh, guys too, and uh, yeah, Gavin Hoffman, and then uh, I, don't, I don't mess up uh, the uh, the the left tackle's name, uh, but he is uh, big and very good, and getting uh, F, you know power five offers all over the place.
1: Yeah, they're uh, yeah they're they're fans. I mean, they you could see what Clint Ryder has done with the weight program there, and seeing the size of the guys that coming out of Blue Valley Northwest, and you talk about Aquinas Blue Valley West. I love that game. Um, that's that's one of those where you know Josh Corcemeyer does a great job. They're usually a, a tough physical team. They got Zach darsh's back uh, for one more year that you know plays linebacker and a little bit of running back for them. And then Aquinas, they bring almost everybody back.
0: And it's yeah, I know a lot of people are picking Aquinas as the favorites in foray. Mm-hmm. Um coming off that semifinal loss last year. Uh and then last but not least, uh here, Olathe Northwest travels to uh mill valley northwest people might might forget they were a 6a semifinalist finalists uh, yeah last year and i learned in uh you know this offseason northwest is one of the only teams that has a winning record against mill valley i think it's two and one and and most of uh, the, the two wins were years ago mill valley got them last year uh but that's a that's a it's gonna be a fun opening night
1: yeah you know lauren clark first year head coach last year got Olathe the L- L- northwest further than they'd ever been made it to the semifinals. Uh, and, uh, some people call it substate. I don't know what substate means, but, uh, that's, uh, one of those uh, great thing for them. They graduated a lot of players off that team, um, some size, um, that they had up front. Uh, but he, you know, he's been a part of that program for a long time and, and really, uh, they took a huge step forward last year. And that's a, that, that's a game. Like you said, if you're Mill Valley, um, you know, don't get caught looking past the Northwest because, uh, they definitely put things together in the end of last year. And I think that carried over to the offseason.
0: Absolutely. Um, And by the way, the case for um, uh, the case for semifinals, semifinals everywhere is always the final four. Substate in football is the final four in basketball. Every team makes substate. So it is a very vague term that needs, I will say that very alive.
1: The one thing that I will say that I prefer in terms of terminology or how things are done in Kansas for basketball, the substate, is that a, higher seed that you play the higher seed so that it's at a home you know it's kind of akin to the districts or you know that you have missouri is gone you know they go neutral site host the districts sometimes that's the best team sometimes it's not no it's higher seed it's a home basketball and it's it i did a baser st james game a couple years ago for spectrum that place was rocking yeah i mean but, but, but now baser is a great place to watch a basketball game big gym they get loud. They love it. But no, I, I think that's a better format now. Missouri is actually. I've heard that they are going in district tournaments to higher seeds,
0: um, to okay. cut down
1: on travel. So instead yeah. of neutral sites,
0: uh, all for I'm just the, the terminology. We'll just get. I mean, just look at the NCAA tournament. It's the greatest sporting yes. event on earth, right? We'll call everything championship, final four, yes. elite eight, sweet sixteen. People know those terms. Yes, yes. they don't know regionals or sectionals or sub states.
1: I hope that people finals, would know quarterfinal, semifinals. Um, quarterfinal, semifinals. That's an actual quarter. Is, you know, quarter, we know semi, it's
0: eight. Yeah. Semi we know it's four. Two. Four. Yeah. So. Old men ranting here. Uh, <laughs> anything else, Dion? Should we let them go?
1: Uh, that's it for this week, but uh, we're trying to do this earlier in the week to get uh, yeah. a little bit more. Hope, uh, hopefully you're watching this uh, on Tuesday evening at some point as we're going to try and get this out. So uh, looking forward to it. And I always, uh, if you don't know what the Regal Beagle
0: is, look it up, kids. No, listen, come and knock on our door. Yes. For Snap Taco pot. all right? For Dion, I'm Nick. Have a great time this Friday night at all of your games. See you next week.